This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Discount Tire presents on the rubber a look at both teams' pitching numbers through six innings. Utah pitching through six. They've given up six hits, six runs, five earned, three bases on balls, five strikeouts, three hit batsmen, 98 pitches thrown by Utah hurlers. BYU pitching through six. Six hits for seven runs, six of them earned. The big number, eight bases on balls to four strikeouts. One wild pitch, one hit batsman, 141 pitches thrown by BYU pitchers. That's a dramatic difference. 43 pitch difference between BYU and Utah pitchers in terms of throws tonight. We start the top of the seventh and BYU's now down a run. 7-6. Ryan Sapiti leads off the seventh and a new pitcher for Utah is the seventh Utah pitcher on the night. Branson Keel making his sixth appearance. Right hander on the hill. Keel works first base side of the rubber. There you go. Oh, and that's laced down the line, the right field line. Brian Sapiti will dig for two. Right fielder has a tough time finding it in the corner. It's going to be a triple for Ryan Sapiti. He will slide in. A three-bagger. Ripped down the line, opposite field, on the ground for the most part. And it got into that right field corner and some unusual contours there. And having a tough time finding it immediately was Roberts and Ryan Sapiti just motoring. And the Cougs have a leadoff triple here in the top of the seventh. Yeah, a little unique angle down there in the right field corner and just banging around like a pinball machine and on his horse the whole way. So the first batter Branson Keel faces, takes him to the right field corner for a triple. Keel in his ninth inning of work has given up now nine hits, six runs, all earned. And he has more walks than strikeouts. And Utah's getting short on arms. So, too, for BYU on this staff day. Seven pitchers used by both teams tonight. And there is action in the Utah bullpen. BYU's tying run is 90 feet away and no one out with Deming. Austin Deming hitting. And Deming is a two for three with two doubles night. Deming, good contact. Will it get down to center field? It will not. It'll be caught on the fly at around his waist by Booth, but tagging and scoring is Ryan Sapiti. So the leadoff triple pays off in a run, and the Cougs tie the game at seven. An RBI for Austin Deming, his second RBI of the night. Great job by Deming, just finding a pitch that he can lift, get it up in the air for a minute there. That looked like it might drop. Yep. That was hit hard, line drive, just kept carrying. Booth making the catch on the lower half of his body but it's an RBI a sack fly for Austin Deming and scoring is Ryan Zapiti we're tied at seven back and forth we go here in downtown Salt Lake City Jacob Rogers now hits the DH for BYU a one for two night with a run scored for Jacob he scored on the Brock Watkins three run home run back in the second inning 1-0 to Rogers so Ryan Sapiti lacing it down the line into the right field corner. Lead off triple, and he scores. Tie the game at seven. One out, no one on for Rodgers, who takes ball two from Branson Keel. Kind of feels like we might be in for one of those back and forth the rest of the way, Greg. It's BYU in Utah, and things can tend to get a little wacky. Weather-wise and otherwise, and that rain continues to fall. You're in downtown Salt Lake. 2-0 to Rogers. 
That's a healthy swing, but he misses all of it for two and one. The pitch count clock is located in the center field. Counts down from 20 after every pitch. Branson Keel, right-hander on the mound. 6'2", 193-pound freshman. That's fouled through the batter's box and back to the backstop for a 2-2 two and two count. From 2-0 to 2-2. Two two. Keel out of Rapid City. Again, both teams down to have used seven pitchers tonight. And there's an eighth Utah pitcher up in the Ute pen. BYU's got one up as well. That's Jansen Kiesel. And I think Kiesel might be sliding into a new role this week <laughs> at least. He's been a Saturday starter for BYU, but he's warming right now. Could be a sign of a change in the rotation for this weekend. Or two and when, two, uh, the count. Coach Pratt said everybody's available tonight. Yep. Maybe he really meant it. That's a way for a full count. The ball got away from the BYU pen, by the way. It rolled all the way behind home plate, so they're pausing play for a moment. Yeah, we'll see what this weekend's rotation looks like with San Diego coming in Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 1 o'clock at Miller Park. But Jansen Kiesel is the man up right now. He was the starter this past Saturday in Lincoln. Just three days ago. The 3-2 lined right at the second baseman. Catch made by Fry, and two are gone for BYU here in the top of the seventh. The Cougs have tied the game 7-7. We'll see a pinch hitter, Hayden Latham. I beg your pardon, Colin, Colin Reuter will stay in that spot taking Mason Strong's place. So Colin Reuter will hit in the eighth spot. Rogers lining out to second base. Reuter taking Mason's place behind the plate and in the batting order at the eighth spot. Freshman catcher replacing freshman catcher. And Colin will take away and low for ball one. 1-0 to Colin Reuter. Guys have really had to change um, th their approach at the plate since we had a new umpire. Um, his zone's much tighter. He's not calling that outside edge as much as the our first umpire, and so a little bit of an adjustment at the plate. The 1-0. It's an outside corner paint job for one strike, matching the count, evening the count one and one. Yeah, Randy Sutton was the home plate umpire to begin the game, and he took a foul ball off uh, the head or neck area and had to leave the game after about a 15-minute delay to change umpires. The 1-1. And Reuter takes away for ball two. Colin Reuter coming off the bench tonight, but he has started 26 of his previous 27 games. Has 15 hits. And the fifth of them, a three, are home runs. The 2-1. And that gets called strike on the high outside edge. Hmm. So low and away, a called strike, and... High and away. A called strike against Reuter. Evens the count at 2-2. Two and two. With two out, no one on. We're top seven of a tie ball game. BYU seven runs on seven hits. Utah seven runs on six hits. Both teams one error. And that'll be a swing and a miss. Third strike not caught. And the catcher will fire to first to make it official. And that is BYU out of the top of the seventh. It'll be Utah hitting at the bottom of the frame. BYU in the top of seven. One run on one hit. 
There were no errors. There was no one left on. 7-7 at the bottom of the seventh on the new scale. We have the time for the seventh inning stretch. It's brought to you by Mountain America, official credit union of BYU Athletics. It is the seventh inning stretch on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. PC printing pitching change for BYU as we start the bottom of the seventh, and it is Jansen Kiesel. So Kiesel takes the hill with BYU and Utah locked in a 7-7 stalemate. We're in the bottom of the seventh. Pitching change brought to you by PZ Printing. Nothing inspires like print. PZ Printing. Eighth pitcher of the night is Jansen Kiesel. And the first pitch Jansen throws is wild for ball one to Davis Cop. Now Jansen did start on Saturday in Lincoln but didn't pitch a long game. He was out pretty early as it turned out. Only threw 45 pitches in two and two-thirds. So didn't go very deep. But a starter on Saturday, just this past Saturday, becomes a pitcher out of the pen three days later. One and one. The count to Cop. Davis Cop bats in a tie ball game. Cooks tied the game in the top of the seventh. We're bottom seven. And that's foul to the screen as Kiesel gets ahead one and two. Jansen Kiesel making his 10th appearance. Every previous appearance was a game started. Yeah. First relief appearance. 35 innings pitched. 37 hits allowed. 21 runs. 19 of them earned. A 40-15 to 15 strikeout to walk ratio. ERA of 4.89. He's 2-2 two and two on the year. 1-2 and two is the count. To Cop. That's a swinging strikeout. Nice piece of work from Jansen. That's gas. 94 miles per hour. And up in the zone. That ball's almost unhittable. So four seam up top, and that'll be one out for BYU here in the bottom of the seventh. Again, BYU's had only one, one, two, three inning defensively all night. Well, if you look up to the scoreboard right now, you know, we're through almost seven complete. Is that right? Yep. And uh, there's only one inning where there's two zeros, one on each side. Yeah. Everybody, Every other inning, somebody scored. And by mentioning that, that one, two, three stat, the Cougs have had a base runner in every inning. So the Utes haven't gone one, two, three defensively yet. Yep. It's been a fun night. If you like offensive baseball, this is a place to be. If you want traffic on the base pass, you've come <laughs> to the right place tonight. That's yeah, a swinging absolutely. strike. As Kiesel gets ahead 0-2. So it's an inspired Jansen Kiesel coming out of the pen, striking out the first battery faces and getting ahead of Carter Booth. 0-2, batter number two. That's lifted out of play down the first baseline. So Davis Kopp struck out swinging to lead off the bottom of the seventh. Well, Booth way behind on that pitch, too. Barely got yep. a piece of it to stay alive. Three days after his start in Lincoln, Kiesel brings the gas. That's the chase pitch. High and away. Goes to one and two. This is almost a mirror image of the... Uh, of the night five weeks ago weather-wise where late rain began to fall on a cool night. Misty rainfall steady for a couple of innings now, but we play through. And that is a second consecutive swinging strikeout. That's just gas. Low 90s from Jansen Kiesel. Back-to-back strikeouts for BYU to begin the bottom of the seventh. I love his body language on the mound tonight. He's very determined. Moving quickly. I mean, that's just flat out. I'm going to throw a fastball right here and see if you can hit it.
Oh, and that's an outside edge called mm. strike by home plate umpire Brandon Vandermyde is Gabe Singer, the nine hitter. Watched that go high outside corner, and it was painted for strike one. Jansen Kiesel works third base side of the rubber, kicks and fires, and foul to the screen, mm. so he gets ahead 0-2. Yeah. Singer was checking to see if that was really a ball or really a strike or if he went through it, I think, on that first pitch. Mm. Said something to the umpire. I think he was checking to see if he did catch me for swinging or did I? It was actually in the zone. That's <laughs> wild. So the first pitch we saw from Kiesel and now the last pitch we've seen from Kiesel were both uh, well wild mm -hmm. and not caught by the catcher. So one ball, two strikes. Kiesel's going to resettle. That's the ultimate chase pitch there. <laughs> And that's a swinging strikeout. <laughs> wow. That's striking out the side. That is. Jansen Kiesel with three frontwards Ks. And for the second and only the second time tonight, the Utes go down one, two, three. We go to the top of the eighth in a tie ball game. 7-7. Seven, seven. Jansen putting the K in Kiesel tonight. Oh, absolutely. Just dominating on those three bats right there. We go top eight on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, it could be that uh, both sides are hoping this game does get resolved without extra innings because we, we could see position pitchers on the hill before long at this rate. Both teams into their eighth pitcher of the night in the eighth inning. Micah Ashman, the latest pitcher to throw for Utah. 7-7 ball game in the top of the eighth. We see a pinch hitter for BYU to start the eighth with a left-hander on the hill in Ashman, the right-handed hitting. Max Harper will hit. So pinch hitter for BYU in the eighth inning. Max Harper and the first pitch, yeah, the first uh, batter that Micah Ashman faces is Harper out of the nine hole. Ashman winds up and delivers and that's a swing and a miss from Max. Just the fourth plate appearance for Harper. Last one came on the weekend at Nebraska. That's two quick swings and misses from Harper. Max is 0 for 3 with a strikeout. He's down 0-2 to Micah Ashman. Southpaw on the hill. As Harper takes Dawson Hall's spot in the batting order at 9. Due up the top of the order, an Ozzie Pratt for BYU. The 0-2 from Ashman. And that's a take outside and into the dirt for ball one. Davis Kopp with a nice block. 16 pitchers we've seen tonight, eight for both teams. Utah's bullpen is idle for the moment. The 1-2 from Ashman. And that's opposite field. Curling foul into the seats down the first baseline. Steady misty rainfall in downtown Salt Lake City on a cool, now damp night. Temperature 48 degrees. The wind has calmed with the rainfall. Feels like mid-40s with that slight breeze. The 1-2. And that's a whiff and a swinging strike out of Max Harper. Harper's hitless on the season at 0 for 4. He's down on strikes, and Ozzie Pratt will now hit, and the top of the order due up. Pratt, Watkins, and McIntyre if they get there. One out in the top of the eighth. 
BYU trailed 1-0 after one. Took a 5-1 lead with a five-run second. Utah made up 5-4. BYU went up 6-4. It got to 6-5. And then Utah went in front 7-6 with a two-run sixth. As Ozzie was trying to drag bunt to get aboard. Ends up being strike one. BYU equaled Utah's score in the top of the seventh. A leadoff triple by Ryan Sapiti, and he scored on a sack fly. 7-7, top eight here in downtown Salt Lake City. Ozzie takes outside, and he finds himself in an 0-2 hole now. Call strike by Brandon Vandermyde. The three, four umpire Pac-12 crew down to three umpires after tonight's game opening. Home plate arbiter Randy Sutton left hurt. The 0-2, one out, no one on for BYU. Pratt digs in. Swings and misses, and foul tipped it, so he'll stay in the count. BYU will be home to San Diego Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. San Diego in league play is tied for second behind Gonzaga. The Zags at 11-4, and four, and then a two-way tie for second, USD and LMU, and BYU gets both those teams at home this year. 0-2. That's dirty. That's bounced a good two feet in front of home plate by Ashman. Goes to one ball and two strikes. San Diego's the only team, the only WCC team not playing ball tonight. Nine teams active. USD getting ready for a travel day tomorrow. They're coming to Provo. Everyone else playing a non-conference game tonight. Should be a great weekend of baseball, too. They're playing really well. We're playing really well. That's a little nubber tapped up to the pitcher. Ashman will handle and fire in the 1-3 ground out. Makes it two out for BYU. So two down for Brock Watkins here in the eighth inning. Brock has two strikeouts, but he also has a three-run home run. That came in the second. It scored Ozzie Pratt and Jacob Rogers in front of him. Home run number four on the year for Brock. BYU starting shortstop. Just a ton of offensive performance this year from Brock. I mean, a lot of, a lot of great stuff from your shortstop. To get that kind of performance is really impressive. Leads and runs and hits and total bases. 11 multi-hit games on the year. Can he find another multi-hit game in this one? One hit on the night. And that could be number two. Bounces off the first baseman's glove. He beats the throw to first. Is it going to be E3 or an infield hit? As that was a hot shot to first base, and the first baseman, Beza, had it in his glove, but it popped out. And Brock Watkins will reach with two out. Well, I know how our stats crew would have called that at home. <laughs> we'll see how they call it right here. That ball was hit pretty hard, and it kind of had a little topspin on it. I think he might have just misjudged it a little bit. We'll take it. That's a two-out reach. They're going to call it a dropped fly, at least on the monitor right now. They're calling it a dropped fly by the first baseman. Hmm. Hmm. Similar, That's error number two for Utah. Similar to the ground ball, the second base, that we thought could have been called a hit, too. Yep. So it's an E3 in your scorebook, and Brock Watkins is aboard, but with two out. Mitch McIntyre, BYU's leader in on-base percentage. Doubles, triples, bases on ball, stolen bases, hit by pitch. He has a double. And a hit by pitch. And an RBI tonight. A little bit of everything. And that's who Mitch McIntyre is. Yeah. And he takes strike one in the count. 0-1. Kind of a do-it-all do it, do it all kind of guy. 
It's reminds me yeah. a lot of Dustin Pedroia, you know, just undersized, but he's a baseball player. Does everything well. Has reached in two of his four plate appearances and has driven home a run on a sack fly. The 0-1. Watkins on first. McIntyre in the box. They'll check Brock. The throwback from Ashman to first base. Utah bullpen. Quiet. BYU bullpen has the left-hander Cooper McKeon up. He would be pitcher number nine for BYU. We're in the eighth inning. Steady rain in a 7-7 ball game. Can the Cougars manufacture some two-out magic here? It's 7-7. BYU's not played an extra inning game this year. And this is the latest that BYU's been into mm. a season without extra innings in well over a decade. It's been at least 12 years since BYU's gotten this late in a year without one extra inning game. We'll see if that stays that way. There's work to be done. 7-7 is our score. Top eight. That's off speed. And Mitch will take high for ball one. Mitch McIntyre doubling in the first. He was stranded. Grounded out in the second. 6-3. His sack fly in the fourth. Scored Dawson Hall. He was hit by a pitch and was stranded in the sixth. That's his night so far. And solid in center field. Mitch is error-free on the year in center field. Another throwback to first. Now would be a good time to add to that uh, team-leading double number, wouldn't it? It would. He picked up his 13th of the year. 11th double of the year back in the uh, first inning. A little bit of an excuse me swing. Foul it back to the screen. One and two to Mitch. One and two with two out and one on. We're in the top of the eighth inning. Brock Watkins reaching on an E3 a moment ago. He's at first being held by Beza. On the hill is Micah Ashman. And he'll step off. It's time called as Watkins, or rather McIntyre, will step out and tap the cleats. Dirt might be getting a little soggy as the rain's been falling for a couple of innings now. Again, not the real heavy stuff, but steady and misty. Again, a throwback to first, and again, Watkins back easily. On deck is Jacob Wilk. Wilk, couple of bases on balls. A fly out and a ground out on his night. He's reached safely in 14 consecutive games played. The 1-2 to McIntyre. Third base side of the rubber for Ashman. Stares right at Watkins. Kicks and fires. And Mitch will take in the dirt. Watkins will advance to second on the wild pitch. So runner in scoring position now for Mitch McIntyre. Good read by Brock. Seeing that was in the dirt. and Getting on his horse. Get down there. Get a good jump. Didn't get away from the catcher very far, but he got a good enough jump that he didn't need to. So it's a two-out hitting situation for Mitch McIntyre. And a runner in scoring position situation for Mitch. And he's hitting 292 with runners in scoring position. Ten points better than his overall average on the season. He's a good two-out hitter as well. Two and two. Two out, one on. The go-ahead run is at second. Mitch fouls it to the screen. Stays two and two. Nice little battle going on right here. Greg Grubel, Duff Tittle with you here at Smith's Ballpark in downtown Salt Lake City. Duff Tittle, BYU's baseball communications director. I mentioned all the many hats Duff has worn over the years. Among them, author. <laughs> if you search uh, Duff Tittle, you'll find a book or two. <laughs> 
What's the official number of books by you? Two. Two. Yeah, working yep. on a third okay. right now. All right. I won't let too much of the cat out of the bag. Okay. <laughs> and he thought about backpicking, but yep. there was no one there to receive the throw. <laughs> so Brock dove back yep. like you do when a pitcher pirouettes like that, but no one was covering. Not anybody within about <laughs> 20 yards, actually. <laughs> so two and two the count. Two out. Man on second for BYU is Brock Watkins. Mitch McIntyre digs in. Can he give BYU the lead here in the top of the eighth? Ashman winds up and delivers a take by Mitch and a good take. That's a full count. Three and two. That was appetizing, but he lays <laughs> off. And the call is ball three. That's one of, one, one of those where you say that was a good pitch, too. I mean, that was a really good pitch. Just missed. How he takes that's amazing. Tells you how good he is. That's, that, that's how you just, get to be the on-base percentage leader. Absolutely. He, you know, he can, he's just got an understanding of the strike zone. Full count. First base open. We're top eight in a 7-7 ball game. Back and forth we've gone all night long here in downtown Salt Lake. The wind up and delivery. Slow chopper to second handle scoop and a 4-3 ground out. Mitch couldn't beat it out, and that'll do it for BYU in the top of the eighth. For the Cougars, no runs, no hits. There was an error. Runner was left on. We go bottom eight in the 7-7 ball game on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. A new pitcher for BYU. Pitcher number nine for BYU. It's a PZ Printing pitching change brought to you by PZ Printing. Nothing inspires like print. Cooper McKeon enters in the eighth as the BYU Cougars' ninth pitcher of the night. Leading off for Utah in the bottom of the eighth of a 7-7 ball game is the top of the order, Kai Roberts. So Southpaw McKeon on the hill and a left-handed bat of Kai Roberts in the box. Three walks for Roberts tonight, and he has scored after two of them. His other at-bat was a strikeout. And so officially tonight as he fouls it out of play, Roberts is 0 for 1 with two runs scored. The Utes have their seven runs on only six hits. BYU's out hitting Utah right now 7-2-6. It's a 7-7 ball game. And one of the longer games BYU's played this year. We're at three hours and 20 minutes in the eighth inning. And that's a breaking ball that didn't break over the plate. It, stays, it goes to one and one. To Kai Roberts from Cooper McKeon. Coop making his fi- uh, 16th appearance, a 1.32 ERA. When he pitches, he pitches well. Not a ton of innings, 13 and two-thirds in those 15 appearances coming into tonight. But very effective, and that's sliced over the roof and clanking off the facing here at Smith's Ballpark to one ball and two strikes. Coop with uh, 22 strikeouts to only uh, eight bases on on balls issued. And his most impressive number is the opposing batting average, 114 against McKeon this year. One ball, two strikes from Coop. 7-7 ball game, bottom eight. And that's a third strike not caught, and it got away from the catcher strong. And reaching on a strikeout is Kai Robertson. In Cooper's arsenal, you got that curveball that it, it's it's deadly for hitters, and it's sometimes the same thing for catchers. Yeah, and that one really got is. away from uh, Colin Reuter and all the way to the backstop. And so on a strikeout, Kai Roberts reaches first base in another inning where the Utes lead batter reaches. 
It's it's a 12-6 curveball that just drops off the plate, and sometimes it just hits funny when it spikes. So runner on first and no one out for Landon Fry in a 7-7 ball game. Dawson Hall was pinch hit for by Max Harper in the batting order and replaced in the field by Josh Cowden. So Josh in left. The center and right field will remain the same for BYU McIntyre and Sapiti. Squaring is Landon Fry and showing bunt with Roberts on first. Instead, he'll pull it back and hit away. And it'll be caught on a short fly to right center by McIntyre. So retreating is Roberts and one gone. So Chase Anderson will hit. He had a sack fly in his last at-bat in the sixth. He hits now in the eighth in a 7-7 ball game. BYU's longest game this year was three hours and 35 minutes at Arizona State. And tonight's game will certainly be in that territory. Utah's longest nine-inning game was 347 at Washington State. They've had a longer extra-inning game. And as we noted a moment ago, BYU's yet to go extras all year. Koopel fired to first and check Roberts. One out, one on for Utah. Bottom eight in a 7-7 ball game. So BYU onto its ninth pitcher. Utah has used eight. A true staff day for both teams. Cooper McKeon facing Chase Anderson. Open stance and it's bounced to Reuter who couldn't find it. It was between his feet, but he couldn't find it. Another one in the dirt from Coop. And the runner advances. Kai Roberts goes to second on the wild pitch. And so it's as if the sacrifice bunt was laid down a moment ago. Landon showed bunt, pulled back, and flied out. But then a wild put pitch puts Roberts at second with one out. So Chase Anderson now. Runner in scoring position. Go-ahead run is at second base. Anderson hitting just 246 with runners in scoring position. Outside for ball two. 2-0 two and oh from McKeon. No one up in the Cougar pen. Not many left. Not many it? left. <laughs> Utah... Has one lonely pitcher up in the pen. That's Blake Whiting, and that might be it. Truly all hands on deck, as the coach said before mm. the game. 2-0. Chopper. Brock's got to wait for it. One play to make first, and the pick mm. not made by Wilk. Runner will try and take third, and he will. It's an E6. BYU should have been two out and a man on second, and now it's one out and runners on the corners. Brock had a pretty typical play to make. It's short, had to wait for the hop. Once it got to, he fired and fired low to Wilk, and Wilk just couldn't make the pick, but that's not on the first baseman. That's an E6, and it's runners on the corners with one out for Utah here in the bottom of the eighth. Yeah, he knew he had to rush it. He had to wait on that hop, and maybe just didn't get it off, get it in his hand well enough. Although, even if he makes the throw, it's going to be awfully close. Yep. So we'll see how they judge it. Infield hit or E6, but it was a, a throw in the dirt that Will couldn't pick. Would have been close either way, but it's runners on the corners and one out. I thought Brock had enough time to get him. We'll see how they rule it. Either way, Roberts is at third and Anderson at first with one out. And the go-ahead runs 90 feet away. Double play gets you out of the inning. Coop kicks and fires, and that's in the dirt. 
for ball one. Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, you get a ground ball here up the middle, turn it double play, you're out of it. None of it really matters. Utah tonight, 6 of 15, hitting 400 with runners in scoring position. 7-7 seven, seven ball game. Both teams seven runs on seven hits. The 1-0 from McKeon to Clarkson. Clarkson hits. Lefty against lefty. And that's a breaking ball inside for ball two. 2-0. Two Boy, I think that pitch might have fooled the umpire. They're calling it not an E6, by the way. They're going to call it an infield hit to short. Yeah, so, I mean, it was really, really close. You have to make the perfect play. And I think if he throws it, it's really close. So the ball in the dirt, yet they'll call it the infield single. First and third. Either way, mm -hmm. the Utes have runners on the corners, and that's three straight balls from McKee into Clarkson. And the Kooks in danger of another free pass tonight, and eight bases on balls so far for BYU. We talked about Utah's ability to hit for a high percentage with runners in scoring position. Unfortunately, a lot of them got there by free passes, either being hit by pitch or walked. Coop did get a strike in on the 3-0 take. So 3-1 to Clarkson. Coop's trying to get himself back in the count here. And looks like they'll put somebody else up in the BYU pen. Got Reed left. Who else is out there? Mabius. Oh, McLaughlin. Mabius yeah. and McLaughlin. Okay. So a lefty and a righty. The 3-1 from McKeon. And that's a swing and a miss as he goes. Nice change up. Change at 89. And three balls, two strikes. One out, two on Utah. With the go-ahead run on third base in the form of Kai Roberts. Anderson with the infield single. Brock, Brock Watkins had to rush that throw, put it in the dirt, and the nature of the rush, the nature of the hit, meant a single. First hit of the inning for Utah. The kick and fire from McKeon. Breaks it in there and gets the backwards K. It's a caught-looking strikeout. And walking back to the dugout after a rueful look to the mound is T.J. Clarkson. Huge out for BYU as advancing is Anderson. They may say indifference on that. Will they, or will they, will they call it a steal? I don't know. He held up. They were trying to get a throw down. Obviously, we're not going to give it to him. So they'll intentionally walk. Kiernan to lead the bases after Anderson took second on the strikeout. They're called a steal. So Anderson steals second. They walk Kiernan. The strikeout of Clarkson makes it two out and bases loaded for Utah here in the bottom of the eighth of a tie ball game. And the Utes are still officially hitless in bases loaded situations 0 for 3. Now they have produced runs with bases loaded situations, but not via a hit tonight yet. And the rain has gotten very light, almost ceasing here in downtown Salt Lake City. So it's two out and bases loaded in a tie ball game. We're bottom eight. And hitting is Alex Bazer, the first baseman. Lefty v. Lefty. And Cooper McKeon gets ahead 0-1 on well, the take by Bazer. Great job by Cooper on the last at bat to just battle back into that and get himself a chance to set a guy down. And he set him down on the caught looking. Beza on a two for four night with an RBI. He came on a single in the third. Takes strike two. Cooper McKeon gets ahead 0-2. The Cougs looking to work out of another bases loaded jam in this one. Exact same spot. Outer edge, 91 miles an hour. 
What will Coop bring on the 0-2? Two out. Sacks, stack. Tie ball game. 7-7, bottom eight. Coop bends at the waist. Colin Reuter gives him his sign. Coop comes upright. The southpaw on the hill. Winds up and delivers. A swinging strikeout. Right and the Cougs are out of the bottom of the eighth. No one across for Utah. The Utes do not score. What a great job by Trent to go ahead and give a guy a pass, set up the lefty on lefty, and Coop just strikes him out on three pitches. No runs, a hit, no errors, and three left on. The Utes are now 0 for 4 with the bases loaded. We go to the top of the ninth. Who's left to pitch? Come find out the answer to that question after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU pitching bearing down. Check out this number, Duff Tittle and audience. Through five innings, <laughs> through five innings, BYU pitchers had three strikeouts. In the last three innings, they have seven. Wow. Ten for the night, looking to counterbalance those free passes issued. And so far, helping to bring them back in or keep them in this tie ball game. 7-7, top nine, here we go. Jacob Wilk leads off for BYU. The four, five, six hitters do up. That's chopper to short. Shortstop Singer handles and fires for out number one in the top of the ninth. It is a 6-3 ground out for Jacob Wilk. Ryan Sapiti and Austin Deming do up next. So Sapiti, BYU's RBI leader. Without an RBI tonight, has scored two runs, a double and scored in the second, a walked and scored in the seventh. And that run in the seventh is the last run BYU has scored. Tied the game, all right, that was BYU's seventh, 7-7. Tied the game at seven. An RBI here would be useful. Yeah. <laughs> Take a solo home run right about now. <laughs> yeah. Both teams seven runs on seven hits. We're through eight complete. We're top nine, one down. Jacob Wilk grounding out a moment ago, 6-3. It's his second consecutive 6-3 ground out tonight, by the way. Ryan Sapiti. Fouls to the screen on a 1-0 count. The count even at one and one. Tie game into the ninth for BYU. Only one time this year has BYU been tied into the ninth. And they won that game. The 1-1. And that's scrouted to short. Off the Ate short hop. Bobbled by Singer. Files to first. And he's safe. So Ryan Sapiti beats it to first on the bobble by Singer. He handled the final short hop, but then he bobbled. By the time he recovered, Sapiti was hoofing it down the line, and he beat the throw to first. Yep, just enough. Just a last-minute hop. Spun up. Hit him in the palm of the glove. Come out. Ball popped out. Had a lot of pace on it, but it'll be E6. So... Gabe Singer, the replacement, by the way, for Matt Richardson, the regular shortstop for Utah, injured not playing tonight. And Gabe Singer makes an error in the ninth. Will it be a key error in this game? It's Utah's third fielding error. Austin Deming will now hit. And Dems had RBIs in two of of his at-bats tonight. An RBI double in the second that scored Ryan Sapiti. And a double now might score Ryan Sapiti. He also had a sack fly in the seventh. That brought home Ryan Sapiti. <laughs> Sapiti had a leadoff triple that allowed Deming to bring him home with the next at-bat. Empty count, a t- check, and he held back. Ball's the call to Deming. On first base is Sapiti. One out, one on. 
The go-ahead run at first and a 1-0 count to Austin Deming. Deming on a two-for-three night with an, a run and two RBI. Inside, dirted it. Almost hit him. Almost clipped him on the ankle. He jumped out of the way, did Deming. The count goes to 2-0. and On deck for BYU is Jacob Rogers. The right-handed Deming. The right-hander on the hill, Ashman. And no one's up in the Utah pen, so it's Ashman's game right now into the ninth. We're top nine, seven, seven. Reed McLaughlin's up in the BYU pen. How nice it would be to give Reed a lead to close out in the bottom of this inning. It's seven, seven, top nine. One out, one on. Took the barrel mm. off the shoulder, held back, but a called strike on Austin Deming. And Deming hitting almost 400 this year against left-handed pitching. Hitting 245 with runners on, a 450 slug rate for Deming. 389 against lefties. And the lefty Ashman on the hill, great number for Dem against the Southpaws. BYU as a team, 243 against left-handed pitching. Deming's one of those guys, though, who thrives. The righty in the box, the lefty on the hill. BYU-Utah tied 7-7, top nine. The 2-1 count. Deming takes and mm. takes outside for strike two. The 2-0 two goes to 2-2 two and two to BYU's third baseman, Austin Deming. As Micah Ashman gets back in the count, Ashman, a 1.72 ERA on the year. Haven't seen a lot of balls that are down and away get calls for strikes like that one was. The 2-2 two -two with Sapiti taking his lead off first. Deming pops it up over the screen into about the 10th row of seats down the first baseline, slightly behind home plate. And we stay at 2-2. Two and two. We've gotten to the 34th game of the year for BYU without BYU yet going extras at any point. Will that little stat change tonight? We're tied in the ninth. Cooks would love to untie it right here, right now. Boy, massive hole between first and second right now. First baseman playing double play almost up the middle. Yeah, the 3-4 hole is massive. Anything opposite field puts Sapiti at third, mm. but it's a swing and a miss for Austin Deming. It'll be two out for Jacob Rogers, the DH. Sometimes you got to tip your hat. Nasty pitch on the outside half of the plate. Tailing away, actually probably off the plate before it gets there. So with Deming retired on the swinging strikeout, Jacob Rogers will hit. He's one for three tonight with a run scored. He scored on the Brock Watkins three-run blast in the second. It gave BYU a five-to-one lead. That four-run lead did not hold, and we've got a 7-7 ball game in the final frame. Light rainfall here in Salt Lake City for the last hour or so. They checked. Sapedi at first. They come play where that's a mighty hack from Jacob Rogers, but he missed everything. It'll be 0-1 to Jacob. Jacob Rogers, a 200 hitter with two out. A 300 hitter on the year overall. Jacob DHing tonight. Getting his first start in 11 days. A pinch hitter his last game on the weekend in Lincoln. They'll check Sapedi at first again. Micah Ashman on the hill. No one up in the Utah pen. Reed McLaughlin warming in the BYU bullpen. 
Boy, and Ashman's thrown over, what, about 10 times, maybe 12 times this inning? Not much of a lead over there either. Throws over again. Again, the, on the 0-1. What I don't know is if they've decided, especially with weather being a factor tonight, if they were going to go to the international runner on second mm, in extra innings, yeah. if it gets there. I don't know that. But that was going to be the case in Lincoln over the weekend, I do know. Hmm. All right, the 0-1. One on, two out. Go ahead, run at first, high to Rogers. One ball, one strike. By mutual agreement, teams can go to that rule. I think in most WCC games this year, that's not being used, but it can. I think in out of conference especially, you can make that call. We may have to see that come into play here. On the top of the ninth of a tie game. The 1-1 to Rogers. Takes up top for ball two. Two and one. Good job staying off that off-speed pitch up in the zone. So hard to do. Guy throwing 90 miles an hour, and then he throws one at you at 78. Mm. The 2-1 to Rogers. Waggles the bat over his right shoulder. Rocks and waits and swings and misses to even the count at 2-2. Two <laughs> two. I would call that a healthy cut right there. That thing. He was looking to hit that one out of the yard. That had some heft on it. 2-2, two, two, two out. Man on first is Sapiti. Micah Ashman. The southpaw winds up and releases, and ooh, that's ooh. taken for ball three. That's a, that's a gutsy take by Jacob Rogers that fills the count at Boy, three and two. Ever. Greg Rubel, Duff Tittle, your commentary tandem tonight. Now you got a full count, two outs, runner's going to be going. Oh, and they're not going to hold him either. Interesting. We've only thrown over there about 25 yeah. times this inning, and we're not going to hold him now. Now they're playing behind Sapiti. Interesting. Full count and two out. He takes off, and that's a swing uh, and a miss, and that'll do it for BYU in the top of the ninth. Back-to-back -back strikeouts. Back-to-back -back frontwards Ks taking us to the bottom of the ninth. It's BYU 7 and Utah 7 for BYU in the top of the ninth. No runs, no hits. There was an error. Runner was left on. 7-7, seven, seven, bottom nine next. You're on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Bottom of the ninth here in downtown Salt Lake City. And we've got a tie ball game. The Cougars and Utes, 7-7. Seven, seven. Both teams seven runs on seven hits. And Reed McLaughlin, the closer is out in a game that he can't get a save in, but he might get a win in if he stays long enough. And there are not too many arms left for BYU tonight. Mitch McIntyre theoretically could throw. He's a center fielder that has thrown and brought his pitching glove on the trip to Lincoln, I know. Trayton Staley, I think, is here as well. I don't think he's thrown a pitch yet this year, and he could be available. But BYU is on to its 10th pitcher of the night. It's a PC printing pitching change, bringing in Reed McLaughlin here in the bottom of the ninth of a 7-7 ball game. Ten pitchers used for BYU. <laughs> the pitching changes are brought to you by PC printing. Nothing inspires like print. This game is nine out of three hours, <laughs> three hours and 33, <laughs> three hours and 43 minutes long. Longest game of the year for BYU. The 1-0 goes to 2-0 for McLaughlin. Previous long game was 335. 
And we're sitting at 3.43 right now. So longest game for BYU and will be the longest nine-inning game for Utah if it goes only nine. Again, the Cougs haven't gone extras yet. And Utah's long game, including extras, 4.20 at CSU Bakersfield. 2-0 the count. We're here at Smith's Ballpark in downtown Salt Lake City. Cougars hoping to get to extras for the first time this year. Reed McLaughlin on the hill. Colin Ruder behind the plate. That's your BYU battery. The 2-0 goes to 3-0. Three straight balls from McLaughlin. Got to focus here, Reed. Got to come back right now. Work your way back. So many lead batters on for Utah tonight. The 1-2-3 inning has been rare. It's happened twice tonight in eight innings for BYU defensively. Reed McLaughlin on the hill. The 3-0, and that's a four-pitch walk. Another lead batter aboard for Utah here in the bottom of the ninth. Davis Kopp takes the walk. Will they bring in a pinch runner or keep walk at keep Kopp at first? But the free passes will be the storyline if BYU loses tonight. Mm. That is the 10th walk issued by BYU pitching. BYU has as many walks as strikeouts. 10 and 10 are the numbers there. The square. Another ball. By Carter Booth, and it's a ball. Five straight balls by Reed McLaughlin in his first five pitches. BYU bullpen quiet. Coach Michael Bradshaw is going to stroll on out and settle Reed down here. Five straight balls on the first five pitches thrown. By Reed McLaughlin. Davis Kopp is aboard on BYU's 10th walk issue tonight. And walks issue just have not been a problem for BYU. It's not an issue. In fact, uh, BYU's pitching numbers are the strength of this team this year. Good call by Coach Pratt. Send a uh, pitching coach out there. Talk to him a little bit. Maybe get him to laugh, relax a little bit. Although Reed is usually at his best when he is kind of back to the wall. Mm -hmm. So, mountain visit done. Slow stroll back. Warrenless pitching numbers, Duff. BYU came into tonight 10th in ERA, 11th in walks allowed per nine innings, 12th in whip, and 15th in strikeout to walk ratio. And all those numbers have gone the mm -hmm. other way tonight for BYU. Well, they really have. And that's a bunt attempts foul to the screen. It goes to one and one on Carter Booth. So Utah and BYU in a 7-7 ball game. We're top nine, and the lead batter is on in the form of Davis Kopp. Reached on a base on balls. Carter Booth squared, foul to the screen. Tried to pull it back. Couldn't get it out of the zone quick enough. Squares again. Shows bunt. Drops it down. And bunts it foul. So that basically takes the bunt off now at one and two. So Booth did not do his job did not move Davis Kopp from first to second. And now at a 1-2 count, you'll see a bunt taken off in almost every instance. You don't want to risk yeah. fouling a bunt off and striking out. You know, the bunt's almost become a lost art in baseball. It's hard to see. You don't see it much in the high school game. Too much sports center. Guys wow. Hit home He's runs. showing. Yeah, he is. Squaring and pulling Ooh. back on the outside offering. Goes to 2-2 two and two from McLaughlin. Well, that pitch was close, Greg. And he was showing on the one-two. He was. He kept it in the zone until the very last second. Almost asking to get rung up. The two-two. Man on first is cop. Squares pulls back and then just nubs it foul to the BYU dugout. It hurt himself on yeah. that swing. Yeah, he's holding his holding his rib cage. 
So the square to bunt and the pullback and the full cut taken. And he was late on it and fisted it just weakly on the ground. Dribbling toward the BYU bullpen. Count stays two. Uh, the BYU dugout. Count stays two and two. Oh, it's another square. And he pulled yeah. back, and he's punched out. It's a backwards K on the square that's pulled back and a called strike. And the Cougs get their first big out of the bottom of the ninth. McLaughlin strikes out Booth. Super job by Reed. Get down on the count, but stay in it and fight your way back. 11th strikeout for BYU pitching to counteract the 10 bases on balls issued. And that's the eighth strikeout in the last four innings for BYU pitching after strikeouts were hard to come by in the first five. Gabe Singer hits out of the nine hole, and he'll square, lay down the bunt. Off a hop, it'll roll foul. Ooh, so Davis Cop. That was dangerous. That almost yep. stayed him stayed fair. Davis Cop is on first. Gabe Singer is in the batter's box in a one-out bottom of the ninth. BYU's two outs away from going to extras for the first time this year. That was a late square to bunt, almost like he was trying to drag for a base hit. He'll get back in the box. We'll Singer. Utah, by the way, has gone extras four times this year already. They're one, two, and one. The one tie came in a getaway day at LMU, opening weekend of the season. The 0-1, the square, and that's fouled back Try to the again. screen. So another two-strike situation for players that were squaring to bunt. Kai Roberts, top of the order, due up for Utah. We have one out in the bottom of the ninth of a 7-7 ball game. Longest game of the year. And easily the longest game of the year for BYU right now. As we're almost three hours and 50 minutes into this one. Singer's going to square on two strikes, and they don't get the call. Just a little low from McLaughlin. Boy, that was close. I'll say one and two. Can't believe he laid How can you lay off that thing? That thing was right there. You're approaching the time that it took you to play the doubleheader over the weekend <laughs> in Nebraska. <laughs> to play 16 innings on Friday, yeah. yeah. The 1-2, the square down. laid it down. McLaughlin will handle, throw to first. That'll be the second out. So runner goes to scoring position with two out. Here so comes Roberts. Looking to do just that for Kai Roberts. And they do move Cop to second as the sack goes 1-3. He's the same. So Roberts is the same age as my youngest son, McKay. Played a lot of baseball against him. Mm. I'll tell you, I don't. I don't know if I'd let this kid beat me. I might just let him go ahead and take his base. <laughs> first base is yeah, open. With first base open. Landon Fry on deck. Empty count, two out. Man on second. The winning run at second, and, and that is, is going to be a single through the left side, rounding third, and coming around and. Scoring oh, the game-winning run is Davis Cop. The throw got in. Ruder made the catch at home. Tried to swipe, but the throw is a little up the line, and it's a walk-off for Utah here in downtown Salt Lake City. The single to left through the five-six hole, coming up firing was Cowden, just up the line, and all Ruder could do was swipe and just missing him at home. Utah wins it with a walk-off. A walk-off single to left, eight to seven, is our final score. Kai Roberts with the game-winning RBI as Utah comes back from down 5-1 to win 8-7 in the bottom of the ninth with two out and a man on second. It was Kai Roberts delivering through the left side for the walk-off winner.
and Utah evens the season series at one game apiece. Well, in the longest game of the year for BYU, and BYU still has yet to go extra innings against anyone, it is Utah winning it by a final score of 8-7. to seven. And it was the longest game of the year, the longest nine-inning game of the year for the Utes as well. As both teams went deep down their pitching staffs in this one. Utah 8 and BYU 7 is our final score. Post-game coverage starts next on the new skip, BYU Sports Network.